there, there was a quote at that point where I realized I was really had to change something in my first business and do things differently. Um, that there was a quote from Richard Branson that I, I, that I came across and it was just perfect. And it just got me to drop things instantly and, and pivot uh, literally overnight. <laughs> and his quote was, if it's no longer fun, stop doing it. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Melita Campbell of MelitaCampbell.com. Melita, it's great to have you on the show. Hi, it's great to be here. Super excited to have you on. And before we jump into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Melita so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Melita is a business coach who is passionate about helping women confidently build and grow a profitable business that allows them to work that to do work that they love while feeling proud of the difference they are making for others. And through her Dream Clients Blueprint Framework, Melita gives her guides her clients clearly in defining, communicating, and marketing their business so they can stand out and win more clients in a way that aligns with their values and their purpose. She also helps them step into their role as a CEO of their own future by helping them master their time and productivity, as well as guiding them at, as they upgrade their leadership skills and mindset. And her expertise comes from 25 plus years of experience working in communications, marketing, and leadership for a variety of businesses from some of the world's largest organizations to its newest solopreneurs, including a decade of running her own business. Amelita is also the best-selling author of a Shy Girls Guide to Networking and an international speaker, TEDx speaker coach, and host of the Driven Female Entrepreneur podcast from one podcaster to another. Malita, it's great to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? I totally am. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Gosh, where to start? It's been a long process. So I, <laughs> I mean, I, th- I guess the 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 final part of my journey, the part where I really started to step into my role as a, as a CEO from a, from a mindset point of view was when I moved from London to Switzerland. So in London, my career had been ticking over nicely. I'd been working in marketing, communications. I had a lot of credibility in that area. Uh, I was I won awards for my work, which is great. But then when I moved to Switzerland, uh, I had to not exactly start over because my career was okay. I was working for the same company, but I had to start really networking and making friends and make, making college, um, acquaintances for my business as well. So I had to start networking for the first time ever, <laughs> which I successfully avoided it up until that stage. But then I, I, being a shy person and, and an introvert, it wasn't something I felt natural doing. So I really struggled for a long time. But the part where I just realized I've, I've got to get over this, I have to figure out how I can network, how I can start making relationships that are going to support my success in a way that feels right for me. And I think that was the moment where I stood into uh, my, my CEO mindset by taking a step back and like, well, what is it I care about? What, what are my values? What, what do I actually offer people? What do I bring to the table here? Um, what am I willing to fight for and what can I let go and how do I support people around me? And so once I kind of started digging into all of that, I call it my victory framework. Um, then I started to notice that I had a, people responded to me differently. I was working for a private bank at the time and I, I would speak up in meetings 
and people would start to listen to me and say, like, oh, that's new. <laughs> and they would respond. And we, it became this really great um, thing. And I became really known for my area of expertise and for my values. And I, I had several different um, uh promotions within a space of 12 months. So I ended up reporting directly to the CEO in a marketing and comms position, which was unheard of for a woman in private banking in Geneva, which is not necessarily at that time, at least the most forward thinking community. <laughs> um, so, but then I started, then I had children and here that uh, flexible working isn't really a thing. So I started my own business as a communication consultant. Um, while at the work uh, in, in the corporate world, I'd started a women's network there because once I reached the, the top effectively, um, I wanted to to encourage other people. I say, and I told the CEO, I'd love to change the, the culture here and for everybody to think that, okay, just because they haven't followed a traditional path or they, they don't have the, this sort of qualification that they can still... Like, report to the CEO or be the CEO, they can step up and create that career the way that they want to. Um, and he loved that idea. He was, he, it was something that he'd been quite aware of. He was also from the UK, moved to Geneva and was quite shocked by the culture. Um, so he's very happy to support that change. And when I started my own business, that's really what I wanted to be doing was to continue that way of supporting people to believe in themselves, to, to, and to back that up with a clear plan, got clear goal setting, uh, a positive, the right mindset in place to support it. But I lived abroad. I didn't speak the local language. My baby was five months old. And so I was like, OK, this is just I don't know how I do that. So I started as communication consultant, which was something I could do relatively easily. I did have a network in that area, which is networking is so important, um, which meant I got started very quickly. And then that's sort of evolved over the years. And bit by bit, um, about I think six or seven years ago, I started being approached by women asking me to help them start their own business. And I go, oh, I'd love to run my own business like you do. Um, but I don't know how to start. I don't know how to communicate that. I'm, I've kind of worked with a couple of people, but it's I, I, I'm scared to charge the fees that I know I need to charge. Uh, and there's so many questions and doubts and and skills gaps as well. So um, that was and at the time I was like, I couldn't do that. <laughs> and then after about the fourth or fifth person asked me, I was like, okay, maybe I do need to step up and, and do this. So I worked with a business coach myself to package up my experience from the, all the years before that. Um, and actually, as soon as I did, I was so excited about that package because I said, yeah, I really can make a big difference here. And knowing that in, I mean, the reason I work mostly with women is because in this particular region, it is really hard to find part-time work that is fulfilling around a family. And so there are a lot of women who are super smart, have amazing skills, a lot still to give, but can't work in a corporate uh, environment. But I do work with a handful of men, but that was really my, my reasoning there. And it's just been amazing since I started. So uh, just to take women and to help them believe in themselves, create that goal as I say, really have that CEO mindset and not not treat themselves like the assistant, uh, which I see a lot. <laughs> um, and it's just been great and seeing them achieve the, the, the goals that they didn't really dare believe they could do and start enjoying marketing that feels right and loving the sales process and and building their, their team and getting everything in place. Um, it's exciting. You never quite know where your next client is going to go or where, what you're going to learn for that process as well. So, mm. so yeah, that's my background in a nutshell. I, I know you touched a little bit upon like how you work with your clients. So I wanted to see if there's anything additional that you wanted to kind of let us know there, but I also wanted to hear about your book and your podcast as well too, and how you're serving the clients you work with. So, well, the podcast came out of my community. So as I mentioned in the old days, when I had, had a corporate career, I set up this women's network. And through that, I saw just how 
powerful access to role models were. And particularly for women, um, maybe for men as well, but women are kind of what I'm I'm surrounded by. And so I see that more, um, that they learn so much more from the experiences of other women than they do from uh, going to a talk or reading a textbook, that kind of thing. So those real experiences make a big difference. Um, And I just kept hearing over and over and over again, men and women saying, you know, that um, it's that they were, that they they kind of jumped in their business too soon. I said they missed that early part of the puzzle, and things weren't coming together for them. And they was they were always saying, oh, um, only I I I struggle with this, but I'm the only one. And I was like, no, you are definitely not. Everyone has the same struggles. Everyone has these doubts. Um, it's just some people find a way just to kind of move through them and not let them stop them. But it, you know, if this is how you're feeling it's normal and I really wanted to express that so within my Facebook book group the Driven Female Entrepreneur Club I started inviting other people to come and talk and share their journey and experiences um but then I I got to the summer holidays and I and I stopped because it was just one thing too many with the kids and everything um but then it came to September and I wasn't starting it again I was like why why is that because I love these interviews um and I couldn't understand why I just really didn't feel motivated to do it anymore and then I realized that I just felt that I wasn't honoring the guests enough, giving them such a small audience. I wanted them to have a broader audience outside the club as well. So that's mm-hmm. when I thought, okay, well, a podcast would do exactly that. Um, and the format lends itself really nicely to that, just interviewing people who have already been there about their journey, uh, how long it really took them, if they really started with a, a complete plan, which is, is never, you know, um, just to reassure people that where they are is perfect. You know, there's no right or wrong path and everyone is so different. And it's really interesting to see that the common um, advice that comes out of that experience. And it's always just go with it. Just trust yourself, trust the process. You'll get there, um, you know, and surround yourself with other uh, inspiring people, build that network and don't do this alone. And there's, that, that comes out just all the time, um, which is great why to be on your show, because I know you're trying to achieve something very similar to just help people understand what it really takes to get there and build start building that self-belief that, yeah, you can do this too. And that's where the book came from as well, because I started being asked to um, speak about networking because I was known for having a, a good network every time people speak to me that I was like oh you need to speak to so-and-so or so-and-so well let me connect you over here and they're like you just know everyone like well I'm not convinced I know everyone but I know who who I know what people do and how to connect people um so anyway I was quite happy to to talk but when I started speaking and I I told them my journey as an introvert how I managed to turn it around this I um marketing uh, networking and make it work for me because when I started to take it seriously, uh, networking, I read loads of books and they were great. They gave you lots of advice on how to work the room and that kind of thing. But none of them tackled this, this problem I had where I just didn't want to be in the room. You know? mm-hmm. um, and that was a big gap that I saw. And so that's what, what I addressed in my, my speeches. And then often the, the person that um, invited me to speak was like, I had no idea that you, you were shy and an introvert. I just thought you were being really confident. Um, so I was really happy to share that process. But then I thought, you know, if there's, and every time I speak, there's always like people lurking in the background and I can, I can, I can see them. So that, that, that used to be me. I want to say something, but I don't know what to say. I don't know if I'm allowed. Um, and it just feels really awkward. So I make a point of going to the corner groups that are kind of don't, aren't ready to step forward and they always appreciate that so I thought well I'd really like to like with the podcast I want to share this this these lessons further so I put them together in a book um and it's going to be part of a series of books as well because I think people 
who are introverted or feeling shy in their business. So they're not necessarily just introverts, but a lot of people who are starting out with something completely new are holding back. You know, if you if if you have a business and you have a Facebook page, for example, and you're not talking about your business, if you don't if you don't kind of give people information about it and the opportunity to learn more about it, then I kind of feel you're being shy in business. And if you're not charging your worth, you're being shy in business. So I really wanted to start tackling that from an introvert point of view um, about how to really start to get confident with marketing your business your way in ways that really generate lots of value and feel right and how to do the sales process in ways that you're just going to really enjoy it and and start building up that series and they're just little mini books because that makes it possible for me to write them (laughs) Um, and also it means that people can get the information quickly as well. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Is it your ability to sometimes, I guess, um, maybe it sounds like obviously you're able to do it for yourself, but it sounds like you're able to kind of do that in others as well, too, is help them to look at things in a different way and maybe see that there's another path that, or a side door that they never thought even existed. Yeah. And I I think that kind of comes from doing getting a business degree from an art school. So we did all the usual finance, leadership, marketing and everything. But from a very different perspective, always with this idea of how could this be different? What Mm. what already exists and and where are the gaps? Where can you put where do you fill them? And it's not just about creating something gimmicky or any waste, because it was really at a time that was in the 90s where green design was really coming up. So it was really the whole life cycle. So whatever you created had to be really valuable and 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 meaningful so that was having that education so young um i think really helped me to stand out in in uh, in an office environment but also it's something that i can a different perspective i can bring to my clients as well i wanted to switch gears a little bit and i want to ask you for what i call a ceo hack so this could be like an app or book or a habit that you have but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient one thing that i created for myself and, and now i share it with all my clients is um, an achievement planner and it's a one day it, it's a bit like a to to do list, but on a grid. So, and I've always put my my goal and who I'm becoming at the top. So I know where I'm going with my business, and I'm going know where I'm going with my mindset. Um, and then once you have that at the top, you can really clearly see if there's anything on your to do list that doesn't belong there, that mm-hmm. isn't going to help you grow into that person or achieve that goal. Uh, so, th- so that's really helped me. And so um, I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell your best client, or if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. There, there was a quote at that point where I realized I was really had to change something in my first business and do things differently. Um, that There was a quote from Richard Branson that I, I, that I came across and it was just perfect. And it just got me to drop things instantly and, and pivot uh, literally overnight. <laughs> and his quote was, if it's no longer fun, stop doing it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question. You might have already touched on this a little bit, but it's the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote-unquote CEOs on the show. So Melita, what does being a CEO mean to you? CEO is the opportunity to make a difference, but not only for other people, but also for yourself. So I think for me, balance is so important. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Melita, truly appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you, find out about your books, your podcasts, and all the awesome things that you're working on. So you'll find me if you type into Google Melita Campbell or Driven Female Entrepreneur, you'll find the podcast and the Facebook group that way. And I'm at melitacampbell.com. And I think the I, I just really want to encourage people to to take that courage to start believing in themselves, giving themselves the permission and the space to work things out their way. And if that's something that 
excites you but you're a bit scary scared about then then come and speak to me because that's definitely what I'm all about is helping people really define business their way Awesome. 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 Well, we'll definitely have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you, find out the books, uh, the forthcoming books as well, too, and even the podcast as well, too. But I love that last piece. I always say, like, if you run your own race, you you can't lose. And I think so many times we get caught in running other people's races, doing it the way that it quote unquote should be, rather than the way that we kind of see it and would potentially help out so many other people. So thank you so much for reminding us of that and helping so many people, you know, live in that and, and run their race as well, too. So I appreciate you and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.